Hello everyone and welcome to an all new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. This is the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and we are taking a look at a different episode of a different series each week and man, it's October y'all, it is Halloween and um, we got a special treat for you here over the next five weeks because there are five Thursdays in uh October of 2019, so we're going to have some great uh, spooky-themed episodes for you, man. It's time to get a little spoopy up in here, boy. And um, as always, I'm Randy, I'm your host on this journey, and I am joined by my co-host, Phil. Phil, how you doing, brother? <laughs> Pretty good, man. Let's get spooky, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, before we get into the episode today, of course, we got to do a little bit of housekeeping here, and um do all the plugs and everything. Uh, so, of course, uh, Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. You can go to geekworldorder.com and find a whole bunch of geeky goodness, convention recaps, event photography, um, nerd music videos, all sorts of great geeky content, viral videos, all that fun stuff. Uh, you can f find us at facebook.com slash geekworldorder if Facebook's your thing. You know, go find our posts, give us those reacts, those thumbs up, the hearts, all the good stuff. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. Uh, so, of course, there's all the great, good social feeds here. And, um, well, and today we're going to go to the year 1985 with our first entry into our Halloween themed month. And we are yeah. looking at Scooby Doo. And you're thinking, well, that's a series from the 60s. But no, there is a spinoff series that happened in 1985. Man, the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Matthew Lillard would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this series is like so much fun, man. I mean, come on, dude. You got Vincent Price in the series. Oh, oh dude. And this is definitely a bit of a departure from the series. Um, there's no Fred or Velma in this series at all. Surprise, surprise. So, yeah. And everybody's got, like, weird new outfits, and they just tried all sorts of weird stuff here. Um, but first we get a little bit of a Vincent Price to start the show. Um, and he, he sort of gives some lines that are very similar to... Uh, it's kind of like an opening of the series, but it, it almost, for some reason, felt like some of the lines he was saying in, like, Thriller. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Great value, Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good like, old, I feel like I'm in the wrong show. <laughs> good old Vincent Van Gool. Oh, dude, it was great. Like, as soon as I saw him, like, Doctor Strange? <laughs> yeah, so this episode's um after we get this little clip of uh you know, Vincent here, uh we go to a castle in the Himalayas. We get this panoran, you know, this pan through shot and all of a sudden we just see a ghost taking a shower. Yeah, what was up with that? Yeah, why is a, a ghost showering? Why does he need to shower? I mean, he was pretty thick, so I guess if you're a ghost, sometimes if you're thick enough, you may sweat too. To, right? And um, I know at some point we learn their names. Oh yeah, they're weird and Boggle are the two ghosts. <laughs> oh man. Yo, can we like quote? Can we like talk about the abilities of these ghosts? By the way. Oh geez! Like they, they have like so many abilities, like especially as through the series go, they can just do crazy stuff. Like how could they see who was arriving from so far away? Oh yeah, right. And they're pretty so, much like yeah. Here come a couple of dumbasses now. We'll be okay. <laughs> yep. As the prophecy foretold. <laughs> yeah, we get our ghost here and we see a shot of a glowing chest and apparently because the chest is glowing like that it means there are um people coming 
because apparently this chest contains 13 of the meanest ghosts on earth. Oh yeah. And these two ghosts are trying to set them free, you know, to wreak havoc and, you know, bring doom and destruction upon the earth. There's just Why one... do you ask? <laughs> and there's just one little problem. They can't actually open the chest. Yeah, they want that street grid. Because they're dead. They are ghosts. And only the living can open the chest. Yep. God forbid they go out there to the village and, like, possess someone to do it, but... Right. Yeah. Guess you need a special pair of hands. And yes, apparently they realize that someone is coming. And apparently they are among the stupidest people on the earth. <laughs> that is literally what they said. And so after this, we get a shot of a of an airplane. And who is on this airplane, you ask? Well, <laughs> it's part of our mystery-solving teenage crew. <sighs> we get Scooby and Shaggy at the helm of the airplane. Mm-hmm. And this is weird. Shaggy's wearing a red shirt. Yeah, I noticed that. I'm like, huh, Shaggy like, changed his clothes. Hey, he's nice. like wearing a red shirt and jeans. And hey, I mean, he thought he was going to Hawaii, so I guess he had to change it up a little bit. And Daphne's all changed up. She's got like a purple jumpsuit. Oh, she had a whole new hairdo and everything. She's got like a straight up mom haircut. <laughs> yeah. And like it, like as far as I know, at no point is Daphne ever a bomb that we know of. Mm, that, that we know, we know of, of. <laughs> <laughs> and yes they are flying over the Himalayas yeah, Scrappy was there too right unfortunately with his delinquent self yeah how do you get out of juvenile so fast I thought it was locked up <laughs> puppy power they can't hold me Uncle Scoob <laughs> oh god is gang she- life Oh, Scrappy is one of the most annoying characters in cartoon history. Oh my god, yeah. Dude, I thought he was annoying back when I was a kid. Okay. I did not like Scrappy. I mean, we're going to get to an even more annoying character later on in this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Somehow there is is an equal to Scrappy's annoyingness. Possibly even a superior. Yep. So, they are actually not heading towards the Himalayas. Well, they're supposed to be heading towards Honolulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, among, this is what happens when... Among the stupidest no, on Earth. Yeah, this is what happened when you give Scooby and Shaggy the map. Right? What? Why are these well, two navigating and flying the plane? Why, is why, it, would they, yeah. why isn't Daphne flying the plane? How did they learn to fly the plane is my question. Okay, that too. It's like, okay, you guys know how to fly a plane? Well, isn't there like a like a kind of a fan theory that Scooby-Doo is basically set in a post-apocalyptic universe? Yeah, yeah, you're right, there is. That is, that is a fan theory. Which makes a lot of sense. Which, that would explain why they just kind of travel in a van and don't really seem to live anywhere particularly. Yeah, they're just drifters pretty much. Well, okay, I mean, there are some other weird fan theories. So, another weird fan theory about the Scooby Gang is that they are just a big polyamorous group. (laughs) They just travel around because they're just all... They just love each other. They just all love each other. That's more so Fred than anybody. (laughs) It's like, all right, let's split up, gang. I'll take Velma and Daffy with me. You and Scooby can go fuck yourselves. Right. Rokey dokey. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Fred's trying to have a threesome in like every episode of Scooby Doo. Pretty much. But yeah. And so our ghosts, they use some of their magic abilities to drain the gas tank out of the plane. And once again, with these abilities, with these freaking ghosts, dude. Like, they look like complete idiots. But they got some powers. Dude. And, it, and they could I'm sure they could actually get some things accomplished if they weren't complete morons. This is very true. 
So yeah, they're... So, they've lost the engines, they're going down. And dude, Scooby gets so nervous that he's like chewing on Shaggy's hair. Until it like forms a mohawk. <laughs> yes, what was that? I don't know, man. Like, just... Like, that, was like, that was like some Mad Max head shit. No, I write... And it's still like this weird... There's still oh a lot God. of the, like, the Scooby-Doo humor... So it's like weird 60s sight gag humor. There's still a lot of that in this series. Oh, yeah. Which I appreciated because, I mean, when you think Scooby-Doo, it's it's always been that. Right. It, there's definitely got to be a slapstick element to kind of offset the, <laughs> the di- yep. very different nature of this show. Because this show in particular, it's not, you know... Oh, pull off the the mask and it's you know old man Jenkins. Nah, these they, are real ghosts. These are time. actual One of them has dreadlocks. Go- off, weird, weirdly enough. Right. <laughs> so this is definitely a break in the Scooby Doo formula, and I think that's what makes this series so good. I loved this show as a kid. Yeah, me too. And it's like this time they're actually dealing with the real deal. It's not like. Oh, 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 this is not a real werewolf. You can't pull off right. the mask this time. No, because like for some reason, like the old '60s Scooby Doo was never something that I was particularly interested in. Like I'd watch it if there was nothing else on, but but I really wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. Right. It was like, oh, well, you know, this is on. I'm not really interested in anything else. It's like, oh, look, it's not a real ghost. But wow, no, like. Okay. If I knew 13 Ghosts was on, I'd go straight to that. Because this show was just so different. It was so good. But, I mean, you also got Vincent Price, so there's that. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Yeah, so, I mean, um, at this point, the plane is going down, and I think we've learned enough of our tropes at this point that... I'm pretty sure we can just call it going to a commercial and, oh, what do you know? It goes to the commercial break. <laughs> Here we go. I'm getting really good at calling when these commercial breaks are going to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, of course, uh, we'll go ahead and take our first commercial break here. So we'll be back after these quick messages. Oh, boy, there should be some wildlife around here. Surprise! <laughs> The McDonald's Happy Meal, guys. Yep, let's get your McDonald's. Regular soft drink. And regular fries. And they aren't lying. What do you put in your McDonald's Halloween pumpkins? Booty McBoo, matey. Carrots and McGoblin. Golden McPumpkin, partner. Now you can collect one of three different pumpkins with the purchase of every McDonald's Halloween pumpkin Happy Meal. What you put in them is up to you. All right, and we are back, and... um... Of course, as we left, the plane had ru- had mysteriously run out of gas, and it's going down. Uh, we're in pretty serious trouble, folks. Uh, Shaggy's like, all right, everyone out. Cowards and canines first. That part was funny. I'm like, okay, so they're openly admitting to this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they try to, like, parachute out, and Scooby's parachute... It's just a giant rubber duck. Yeah. Did that kind of like make you stop for a second and be like, for what reason would they have a giant rubber duck? Yeah, no, I I was like, wait, why? That <laughs> that very much confused me too, man. I I will admit that. Like, what kind of partying were you guys gonna do in Holland, Lulu? I'm going to assume there was going to be a lot of weed involved. It seemed like it. Because let's face it, Shaggy is clearly <clears throat> like the mega stoner. Oh, you know what? We're going to need Scoob. A really giant rubber ducky. You know, Scoob doesn't care. He's a freaking dog that's high. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, he's like, uh, just give me a giant sandwich there, Shaggy. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Oh man! So sandwich and flip it like a deck of cards, Scoob. So 
as they're going down, uh, we see a village and this boy in just a yellow hoodie and pants is being chased out of town. And yep. he's carrying a rickshaw. Just full of that. I was like a rickshaw full of like this like weird juice. Yes. <laughs> Lots of luck. Joy juice. <laughs> luck joy juice. <laughs> so this kid That's is what a... jogged my memory, by the way. Like when he said luck joy juice, oh. like that brought everything back. I'm like, oh, man. OK, I remember this episode now. Oh, man. And see, so, yeah, this kid is apparently a straight up con artist. Yep. Bruh. And his name is Flim Flam. <laughs> that part was the best. It's like, oh, I'm Flim Flam. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So you're homeless. Okay. Yeah, you're really going to hammer home, like, the, <laughs> the, the homeless con artist thing by calling him Flim Flam. That is freaking funny. Bruh. That's insane. Oh, man. And... For for a minute, it took me a minute to kind of recognize the voice of Flim Flam. So, as is common for a lot of younger child characters, the this part is actually played by a woman, and the yep. actress playing Flim Flam is Susan Blue, who many '80s cartoon fans may recognize from Transformers as the voice of RC. Uh, oh, dude. Okay, yeah. I can, I can like, now that I'm thinking, I can hear it in my head. I was like, oh, snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Sue Blue had a, has had a pretty good career in, um, in animation. Um, she's done a lot of voice directing, too. I know she's been voice director on a lot of the more recent Transformer series. Um, I know starting with Beast Wars. Uh, she was the voice oh, wow. director. She was the voice director for a lot of the series. Nice. I mean, she's she's earned it, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Oh, man. So apparently this town has had a, a rush of bad luck. That and is course, exactly what they call it. Yeah. Just bad luck. And Flim Flam's like, oh, hey, I've got the thing for you. Tries to peddle his juice again. <laughs> and like, of course, as they, this town is having bad luck. A plane just crashes in the middle of their town. It's like, see, told you you had bad luck. Yeah. Trying to get some of this juice, baby. So yeah, um, <laughs> Flim Flam and um, this, you know, the Scooby Gang here—they're all arrested. Yep. And um, our Scooby Gang is charged with crashing in a no crashing zone. Didn't know that was a charge. Yeah, that was the charge. You can't crash here. <clears throat> Say, oh, snap, my bad, baby. So they're, like, taken directly to court before the Honorable Judge Burgermaster. Yep. And Scooby and Shaggy. They, oh, the jokes all here were so dumb. In all their stoner glory. Order in the court! Order in the court! Yeah, we'll take 10 cheeseburgers to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it was just bad. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's classic Scooby and Shaggy right there. So, yes, they are ordered out, but they are ordered out of town by the end of the night. Yeah, that was their punishment. Their punishment was GTFO. Yeah, I mean, could have been a lot worse. And take this freaking kid with you. But they're like, well, we still gotta, we still gotta, you know, fill up our plane and so we can actually get out of here. So Flam Flam's like, you know what? I have a friend. So they go <laughs> yeah. down to like the seedy bar downtown. Oh, yeah. To visit uh, Flim Flam's friend, Vincent Van Gool. So this is Dr. Strange. It's like, oh, hi, what do you want? Yes, Hanna-Barbera, Doctor Strange. So, funny thing is, like, with this series, um, so this series only went 
13 episodes. There's this episode, then 12 others. Um, and it actually gets canceled before it could be concluded. And, Don't you hate that? Right. And earlier this year, actually, they made a movie about the 13th ghost, which I need to watch it. But I've seen a couple of clips on it. Um, now, unfortunately, Vincent Price passed away in like 1993, something like that. We miss you, boo. But in this new movie, um, just as a side note here, Maurice LaMarche, the actor that plays the brain and a number of other roles. Oh, uh, fills in for uh, Vincent Price, and does a spot on. Like he does a perfect Vincent Price. Like I've just I haven't seen the full movie through, but I've seen a couple of clips just to get an idea of it. <clears throat> and I do oh, want to watch it, but dude, like I had to look it up. Maurice Lamarche actually play takes over Vincent Van Gogh in the new movie. Spot on, spot on voice. And that's what I say, like, about a lot of voice actors, dude, they're so underrated. Because mm-hmm. the talent behind that is just, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so they go in, um, uh, Vincent kind of gives them some advice, you know, because um, he sees that their airplane is inside that temple. Yep. He's like, mm, The ghost stole it. Yeah, you probably shouldn't go in there. <clears throat> there are evil spirits. And the town is under a curse, apparently. And this is the funny part. Like, most most cartoons, most movies are like, oh, this is where you need to venture in order to accomplish this. This guy is like, stay the fuck out of that temple. Yeah. Because he Don't knows about the chest. He's like, oh, you yeah. know what? How about y'all not go there and not <laughs> open this chest? I appreciated him for that. He's like, look. This is what I want you not to do. Yeah. So, as they are kind of, like, trying to leave... Oh, and since... And some of the people in the bar actually overhear Vincent Van Gogh telling them about the town curse. And they're like, well, guess we're gonna have to kill him now. Pretty much. Like, oh, they know the secret. Mm. Like, they straight up go, like, they try to leave, but then, like, they get knocked, they get blocked from the door, like, oh, hey, have a seat. The entertainment's about to start. And, bro, like, <laughs> this vampire Yo. lounge singer, dude. Yes. That was beautiful. And he starts Wait, singing. Oh. And he starts singing a song called To All the Ghouls I've Loved Before. Which is the name which is the name of this episode. (laughs) Oh god, it was so great. Uh, so our gang is served refreshments. And now Daphne is the only one to actually drink the drink that's put before them. Yeah, the glowing blue juice. Yeah, and apparently... Yeah, no, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, don't drink that, don't drink that. She drank it. Mm Mm-hmm, Daphne was trying, she was was trying to get lit. Yeah. Because she didn't eat, she just went straight for the drink, she was trying to get lit. Uh Uh-huh. Mom haircut-ass bitch. And apparently, she drank Wolfbane. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Flim Flim just straight smells the drink, he's like, Hmm. Yep, this is Wolfbane. Oh, why And wasn't it um wasn't it Shaggy that pointed out was like, isn't that the stuff that turns you into a werewolf? Uh-huh. And they just Which is so like ha- they have they... knowledge of this shit. Right? And they just so happen to land in this town on the night of the full moon. Well, imagine that. Oh hey, and um so as they're in the bar, it turns to night. It goes from day to night. Oh, and guess what happens? <laughs> Everyone just starts transforming Ooh. into werewolves. Oh yeah. Including Scooby, Daphne. get your cousins, man. Yeah, Daphne started transforming. Ah, ah, and just Hey Scooby, get your cousins. So yeah. On. So yeah, we've got our lovely trope of one of our heroes has now been turned into the villain. 
Yeah, and... coming after Scoob and Shag. Yep, so, uh, and of course, it's commercial time. Um, as you could have easily predicted by the uh, scenario at hand here. So yeah, we'll take another quick commercial break and uh, we'll be right back. It's getting good. Rayovac is providing free personal kid-sized flashlights for use when trick-or-treating Halloween night. These flashlights will light the way to safer rounds of the neighborhoods. To get your flashlight, just come to any Madison Burger King on October 30th and ask for one. No purchase is necessary, and Burger King will give you a special treat bag and a coupon good for the soft drink of your choice. But the supply is limited, so get to Burger King early. And remember, be safe this Halloween. Wear light-colored costumes, be extra careful crossing streets, and ask your parents to check your treats and throw out any unwrapped ones just to be safe. All right, and we are back, and we come back to the bar here where uh, Shaggy and Scooby, Flim Flam and Scrappy, they run out, and they're being chased by the now werewolf townspeople, and they jump into the sewer. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, basically Flim Flam and... Uh... And I'm scrapping like down here, and they jump into the shithole or sewer. And, and by the way, you don't really see a lot of Scrappy until this point. Hmm. Yeah, he kind of just disappeared uh, for a while. Yeah, as everyone w- <laughs> wishes he'd just disappear more. <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> out oh. of sight, out of mind, Scrappy. Oh, dude. So there's like actually. Um, kind of going back to that recent movie that came out, I was watching different clips on YouTube. And so uh-huh. they reunite with the now adult Flim Flam. He's like, oh, it's great to see you guys. Hey, we're scrappy. They're just kind of like, huh? What? Who? Oh, seriously? I gotta go watch this. Dude, like every modern, <laughs> like every modern wow. Scooby thing, like they just like. Try to pretend Scrappy was not a thing. Yeah, they just pretend he never existed. Well, the best thing you remember the uh, live the live action movie, the first one. It, no, like I've seen, I've only seen like the nostalgia critics review of it. Yeah, like Scrappy's the bad guy in the movie. Yeah, dude. Like they like, just straight just up abandoned him through and through. Yeah, he's like, they're like, you abandoned me. Now I'm gonna kill you. And they pretty much did. It, it was like it was a joke on the whole cartoon period, because like Scrappy just kind of disappeared one day. Yeah. But then they gave they gave a premise behind it as why they abandoned Scrappy. Dude, he was just terrible. Yeah, he probably like, got like, sick. He probably got sick of everyone's mm-hmm. bullshit. Like basically, he was just like throughout the entire time he was on the team, he was just causing trouble. Like. At one point, he turned. I think he turns to either Daphne or Fred, and just starts pissing on them for no reason. Well, that sounds like <laughs> what? Yeah. So that those movies were made like early two thousands, right? Yeah, yeah. So oh if yeah, that's the first movie. At least watch that one. Oh yeah, that's because, like wow. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's like two thousand to twenty ten humor, just pissing on things. Yeah, it's just scrappy, just pissing on people. It's like the first Transformers live action movie. That was like oh nine. <laughs> Bumblebee pisses on um the Sector Seven yeah, guy. Just, yeah, he just like pops his top and just freaking hot oil pisses on the dude. Why? Why was early two thousands just everything pisses on something? Well, Arkley influence. Oh jeez. <laughs> they were trapped in the closet. I don't know. So. Uh, so the gang is actually followed by Daphne into the sewer, the werewolf Daphne. And mm-hmm. bruh, bruh, the <laughs> l- the lots of luck joy juice. Yes, it actually works. It actually is a repellent for what's it called? What's it called? Lycanthropy. I be- yeah, lycanthropy. It is a cure. For lycanthropy. Cause it, it also has many other uses. This is like the salve mm-hmm. of like the Scooby-Doo episode. So yeah. So at this point, Daphne is cured, but they're still being chased because other townspeople make it. Shaggy's kind of like, well, 
we're doomed. He was like, yeah, we're screwed. Whatever. Yeah, so, okay. Shut up, Rat Trap. <laughs> right. <laughs> so at this point, they get to the temple, right? Yep, because uh, the ghosts have... Because they went to the temple first, but the doors were locked. And that's what caused them to go into town. So yeah, now there's like a big wide open hole in the door. And the ghosts have a trap set up. Oh, this is just going to be ridiculous. But guess who sniffed out the trouble already? Hmm. This is why Shaggy is invited to the cookouts. <laughs> Shaggy looked at that open hole, looked at Daphne, and said, all right, guess what we're not doing? <laughs> we're not going in there. Uh-uh. Hell no. Nah. Shaggy knew what was up. He was like, nah, nah, we're not going in there. And then he just turns around and sees the uh, townspeople werewolves coming like, Actually, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Inside like, we go. Damn it. He's like, Inside. okay, we could either we could either not go in there. And this is Daphne. We could either go in there or we can stay out here. And then look behind them. And here comes this like rush of werewolves. And then Shaggy's just like, oh. <laughs> oh, you could hear like, the audible. Oh, you could hear the audible groan. He's like, well, <laughs> I already know what's going to happen. Yep. I'll just go fuck myself. Let's go inside. He's like, yeah, no, no amount of weed is going to make me forget this. Yeah, at this point, Shaggy, Shaggy came off his high because he's like, nah, bro, we're not going in there. No, no. So, yeah, we get Shaggy a, was completely sober. <laughs> so, yeah, we get a, a nice chase scene as the werewolves follow in and uh, we get a, you know, a nice shot of the ghosts coming in and they just straight up see Scooby and Shaggy and they're like, Oh, these two look particularly stupid. Oh, yeah. It was bad, man. Oh, dude. It it gets more <laughs> ridiculous. So, it was bad. So, and we go back to our heroes, and they're cornered, and Flim Flam just starts spraying people with with the with the juice. Yeah, have like have you ever like seen like a music video where everybody's just lit and they like start shaking up a wine bottle and spraying people. It's pretty much what this scene was. Not particularly, because I usually don't listen to that kind of music. <laughs> Just it saying. It was the time. <laughs> it was like that late 90s, like, Tupac, Biggie era. Oh, man. So, yeah, eventually the... Since luckily this is a small town, literally everyone in the town followed them. So yes, the yep. town curse has been lifted because they've been cured of their werewolfism. And they praise Flim Flam. It's like, damn, Flim Flam, we were wrong about you, baby. Right. You were trying to cure us the whole time. It's like, you cured so, us. So we learn how the town's curse actually came about. So apparently these townspeople actually captured the 13 ghosts and locked them in the chest. Yeah, there but, was actually a, di a dynamic behind it. They actually did something right. But, but right before the chest could be locked, the ghosts put the curse on the town that so that they would become werewolves whenever the moon was full. Nice guys, right? Yeah. And I mean, then my boy Flim Flam saw a business opportunity. It was like, yo, I got the cure for you. I got, I got what ails you, baby. I got this. Look, all you need some of this juice. Get out of here! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so at some point, Shaggy and Scooby are separated from the gang, and they walk into just this game show stage. Oh my god, this scene. Like, the one ghost with, like, the weird <laughs> hair that looks like a glove, he's dressed in, like, this just <laughs> beautifully atrocious, like, plaid jacket. Yeah, this basically it's like game show host like plaid like blazer going on. Right. And the fat ghost is in a dress and heels. Uh, what was the the lady from um what was it Wheel of Fortune? Yeah, he's like straight up in Vanna White mode. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. He's like this Vanna White thing going on. Oh. 
Was Wheel of Fortune even a thing at that time? In the 80s? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I want to say it it was either... It may have been the late 80s. Hmm. Because... That's when that's when like Wheel of Fortune and like Jeopardy were like a big thing. Right. I mean, it, it I probably, know there were other. You know what? It probably was. It was. It was probably started back then. Oh, actually, this could have been a reference to Vanna White and Wheel of Fortune because um, I'm literally just looking this up on my phone. Uh, the first episode date for Wheel of Fortune, January sixth, nineteen seventy five. Yeah, that's right. It was way back then. So Wheel of Fortune yeah, that, had, that had already be a been out. Reference for sure. Had already been out ten years when this episode aired. Oh, Vanna. <laughs> so that, pro- yeah, I think it was Vanna White that was like there originally, or she's not been too there, long, dude. Yeah, she's been there a long time. But yeah. So yeah, that probably was a direct reference. That I didn't actually realize it'd been there that long. Uh, so they definitely start in on the cheesy game show mode. Dude, and Shag and Scoop were just, like, all in. It's like, you guys just entered this... Like, you were being chased by werewolves. All of a sudden, you're on a game show. No red flags? No. No. Like, you sniff out the trap, all of a sudden, you think you're winning prizes. They're in the trap. (sighs) And they're like... And they're like, okay, so you can have behind... What's behind... What's behind door number one? It's the airplane. Yeah, it's the th- exact thing they need to escape. Yep. They're like, or you could take door number two. And it's like this doggy dream home thing. With oh, like, yeah, it was like a giant fire hydrant or some crap like that. Yeah, and it with like water slides and like what? Uh, and then there's door number three. Yes. Or they're like. Or you can trade it all for what's in the box. It's so amazing. <laughs> it's beautiful. Dude, I'm just gonna keep. Time, ta- I'm just gonna keep the- talking in announcer voice. <laughs> A new car. <laughs> and the whole time, wasn't Shaggy? He's like, "Oh, we need the plane. Let's get the plane. Let's go get the plane. Let's get the plane." And then they see the box. And then they look at the box. How many men fall to their doom because of the box? Gotta get that box. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to our other group where Vincent Van Gogh just appears out of nowhere. This guy is like very underappreciated, by the way. Dude, he really like, is, man. Like, the scenes he's actually in in this series are just... Like, Vincent Price goes full ham doing these episodes. And it is beautiful. Yeah, the the voice is great. And it's just like, this whole time, this guy's like, didn't I tell you not to fucking do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty much is like, why? And yes, What he, did I just say? And yes, he realizes that the... He sees that the chest is in the crypt of darkness. Oh, man. And only a complete idiot would open the box. Hey, where are Scooby and Shaggy at? <laughs> like, speaking of you. complete idiots, Daphne's <laughs> like, uh, wait, where are Shaggy and Scooby? This kind of proves that Daphne is a complete airhead. <laughs> I mean, we kind of knew that. But this is like a whole nuance of like, okay, you're stupid and very neglectful. Yeah, that's kind of what her whole role was in the original series. It's like they need an adult. Velma was definitely the the smart one. Dude, can I just go ahead and say that Velma was like my crush? But yeah, Daffy's cute and all with Velma, dude. Velma Velma had them sweater and skirt curves. Like she had it going on. Bruh. I th- like, like I wanted to give I wanted to give her the jinkies. <laughs> like honestly, Velma, I didn't really appreciate more until I was an adult. That's what I'm saying. Like as I got older, I'm like, yo, and like Velma kind of thick. Like, 
like all the nerdy characters that like that i really appreciate more as an adult and just being a complete nerd myself i think that's what it was too like once right. i got older and i was more like the yeah 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 ladies and gentlemen i was the nerdy type like velma what? definitely oh, i have yeah, a better yeah. appreciation for today um yeah same like, thing with like attraction to Daphne. velma it was just it was velma I'm it's like, sort of thing like and like gadget and other oh, like God, nerdy yes, characters gadget. like that definitely had more of an especially ap- dude dude you know they like, fuck all that furry shit gadget is hot <laughs> bro like she had that whole her and that whole jumper i have never seen a mouse so thick in my life and she's so oblivious to the fact too yeah she does she's just she's just a techie she doesn't care nothing about nothing she's just a techie little grease monkey she does what she does but dude when they put her in that dress for that episode Dude. That is like that is the mouse Jessica Rabbit. I'm like, damn, son. Right. And that's so cool, like when cartoons do that, they kind of put characters in a different element. And you're just like, dude, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it's like the the, the one character you wouldn't think will like really personify anything towards like they don't care about like attraction or being pretty or anything like that. And that's normally your nerdy female character. She's there to do what she does best. You know, she's very smart. She's very most likely shy. That's what they were back mm-hmm. then. But then you put them, like, all of a sudden they have to dress up or something like that. And you're like, wow. And you oh. realize, like, how pretty they are. It's like, oh, geez. Like, you're, you're, the, you're the full package. Right. And another one that kind of I have more of an appreciation for as an adult, and they kind of did that with was a. Uh, Lady J on G.I. Joe. Dude, yes, Lady J. I used to love me some Lady J. Oh, my God. It's like... That was another one, like Lady J. Because when you think of G.I. Joe, like, you know, the women, you're like Scarlet. Like, 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 yeah, most people would go towards Scarlet. But, like, there was a a big underappreciation for Lady J. Like, she was good at her job, but she was cute. Still, G.I. Joe, man, they still had, like still to this day one of the most diverse casts of characters and they're all yes dude portrayed amazingly because they're these highly skilled military officers that are hand selected for this unit so none of them is a real slouch yeah exactly and it's still one of the most amazingly diverse casts on a tv show ever yeah and they've redone gi joe like a couple of times at this point right and they still like, I remember maintain. there was a car- Yeah. Like there was a cartoon, it was a very recent cartoon I was watching, which kind of went more in depth about um Oh, why am I I'm like brain farting right now. But um they went more in depth about Snake Eyes and what's his face's like um history. Yeah. Might be the the resolute one. I Is think it- so because they had a lot of they had a lot of roadblock in there. Like a whole lot. Yeah. And that was also the more adult one with a lot more violence in it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty violent. Yeah, that was Re- G.I. Joe. I, 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 uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, we got a little sidetrack there. but So we go back to Sh- Shaggy and Scooby. And... So, yeah, they weigh out their <laughs> options. And... <laughs> oh, so... you made me so mad. They chose the, the box. Played, Scoob. And both of them in unison. Give us the box. Once again, another man has fallen to the box. Give us the box. They're like, oh, "Oh, what's in the box? They're like, oh, so why'd you choose the box? Shaggy's like, oh, I just had a dumb hunch. Yes. Dumb hunch. Emphasis (laughs) on the dumb. Oh, come on. What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? And oh, uh, Vincent Van Gogh and Daphne, and they're just running like, no! Like, please tell me they didn't do that. <laughs> oh, too late. Oh, the box has been Vincent opened. Vincent Van Gogh, dude, he's like, I told these dumbasses not to go in here in the first place. 
so yeah dude from here it's just like insanity like the the box opens and just boom like the ghosts like spew out of it and the two dumb ghosts get like straight steamrolled by. <laughs> yeah, they really do. It's like, oh, they're going to praise and love us. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. So yeah, the thirteen ghosts have now spread across the world. Well, and guess who has to wrangle them up? Same assholes that let them out of the freaking box. Yep. So Vincent Van Gogh um, lets us know that. The ghosts can only be recaptured by the ones that set them free. Yep. So he's like... Which was pretty much Scoob opened the box. Yeah. So he's like, all right, well, you dumbasses can have work to do now. Oh, it, so he's like, well, <laughs> he's like, well, he's like, well, all right, here you go. You stupid son of a bitch. Here's some information. Here's a crystal ball if you need to call me. But Enough or don't nothing. fucking call he me. Did more than he needed to. He's like, here, yeah, you can have this crystal ball if you need me, but leave me the fuck alone. Uh-huh. So, yeah, our heroes are gathering up in the plane now. So, yes, now we get to deal with the combination of Flim Flam and Scrappy Doo. Who, boy. Oh, and honestly. F this. <laughs> F this Ooh. S. At least Flim Flam came with a purpose. He had the Luck Joy Juice, man. At, at least he had that. What was the Luck Joy Juice yeah. aside from that? Like, I He's have just not... an annoying kid in a yellow jumpsuit with a yeah. hair helmet on. Bro, dude, he does have a hair helmet. (laughs) Dude, how does that kid have that much hair? That is a freaking hair helmet. Um, so yeah. And you know, they're kind of loading up and Daphne kind of raises the point of we still don't have any gas. Flame Flame's like Um I got you, fam. Yo, check this out, right? I got you, fam. So you know the kill for wolf's being, right? Pour some of this in the tank, baby. Watch this. Watch Yo, this. He literally filled the tank up with just a case of uh, lots of luck joy juice. What this stuff is just going to become like juice. This stuff's going to become like a Deus Ex Machina, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. Lots of luck joy juice is the is the MacGuffin device of this series. Yes, it is. Lots of luck joy juice is the Phoenix down. <laughs> freaking scary. Bro. So he loads oh it up. God. So Flim Flam starts the plane up and it just flies straight through the temple like it just bashes through the wall like it's butter. This plane is like, is that fucking lots of luck joy juice? Just boom. Apparently it made this plane like nearly indestructible. That plane just went straight He Man and was like I have the power. <laughs> I have the luck juice. Da 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 da. Puppy power. <laughs> oh my god, freaking scrappy. Dude, that may be one of the most annoying catchphrases of any cartoon character ever. Da 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 da. It's like you didn't do anything. You just luckily didn't get killed. Right? And the villain was stupid enough to trip themselves up, and you thought you did something. So yes, they uh, fly out. They they wave goodbye to Vincent Van Gogh, and the two idiots are just riding on the tail fin. Yeah, they're coming along for the ride. The ghosts. Yeah. So yeah, fucking at this Vincent point... Van Gogh, dude. I know he saw all that, and he's like. <sighs> Vincent Van Gogh is like an on-call tech support guy. Pretty much. He knows he's going to be called repeatedly. It's like, did you turn your stupid off and on again? No? Okay. And he was just like... And at one point they're like, uh, so how are we supposed to put them in the chest? He just goes, I don't know, you fucking figure it out. (laughs) Yes. So you should have fucking let him out. You figure it out. 
Hey, not my peanuts, not my, not my monkeys. <laughs> no. What was that from? Oh, oh, there's even... another phrase like that, but um, oh my god. He's like, no, th this isn't my problem. You set them free. It's your problem. Like you did this. Nope, nope. You fix it. So yeah, so that <laughs> sets up our series, and our episode ends here. Uh, like again, like with Vincent Van Gogh, like I just have this like personification of him. It's like, well, I never let him out the fucking box, so I don't know. And I vaguely remember that from the series. He's just like, why are you calling me? <laughs> I know you actually oh, need God. my help, but I, I don't want like, to give it to you. Seriously, I resonate with him so much. Vincent Van Gogh is like us. At work. He is the tired customer service agent of this series. He is. He's, He's like, like, I told you not to do the thing. You did the thing. And now you want me to fix the thing that you did. He's like, I'm sorry, Karen. Your promo code expired two months ago. I cannot honor it. Why? I want a manager. Like, well, it's 2019. This, is, this expired in 2006. Dude. We don't even sell these kind of jeans anymore. So, true story... Um, a couple of months ago, I actually went to Books A Million, and this lady in front of me, she was trying to use, like, their version, you know, whatever their rewards program is, a coupon, mm. that literally expired in 2002, I want to say. And, and apparently... She, I bet she was pissed. I don't remember. Like, I, I was just walking through the store, I didn't actually buy anything, so I didn't want to see how that ended. But apparently the person that looked at it also must have somehow worked for the company for that long. She's like, yeah, I recognize uh, the yeah, I recognize the pattern on this paper. This was like early 2000s. And then, you know, check the expiration date. She's like, yeah, it says 2002. Like, oh, God, that brings back that old, old, like. There was this old internet meme where you were just like owned. <laughs> oh, good old internet memes. <laughs> I still love the one where you did where you're like, uh, the Tyrone Bagel was like, y'all got any of them uh, promo codes? Mm, y'all got any more promo codes, baby? <laughs> scratching oh, his man, neck. Dude. dude, that was, oh, that was a nightmare. Because like, the promo codes, like there were no more. People were calling in, losing their freaking minds. Y'all got any more promo codes, baby? But that's literally Vincent Van Gogh in this series. He's just a customer service <laughs> representative who is tired of everyone's shit. I want to speak to your manager. I am the manager. I am, I am the manager. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, remember we, when we could finally say that? <laughs> oh, man. Sheesh. Brings back so well, much I want to speak to your manager. like, ma'am, I am the manager. Well, there's got to be somebody above you. There's really no. not. It's like, well, I want to speak to your CEO. So do I. So if you could help me out with that, that'd be great. Oh, man. I'm definitely looking forward to looking at more episodes of this show in the future. Dude. dude now, I, I haven't seen this show in probably since the 90s, but I know some of these episodes are just batshit insane. Yeah, it's been a long time. Now that I've watched it again, I'm like, I gotta watch the rest of these, dude. And because I, I need to watch that. I need to watch that movie. Oh, d please, please! Like, it's like, it's just completely random and insane. But Matthew Lillard, not for nothing, he plays. A phenomenal Shaggy, dude. He pretty much is Shaggy now. He is oh. the he is Shaggy. <laughs> yeah, and he is Shaggy in that new movie. Oh, he plays the voice. Yes, he in the Thirteen Ghosts movie, he does play Shaggy. Dude, that is fantastic. I I think Matthew Lillard you, is uh, the I think he is the de facto voice for Shaggy now. A lot of you like kids out there that haven't seen the actual movie Thirteen Ghosts. Guess who the fucks in that movie? Matthew Lillard. Uh, that's actually what I was going to guess. I love the 13 Ghost movie. It is batshit insane. But yeah, he's pretty much the one that like introduces them to the house. Mm -hmm. Like where the 13 Ghosts are like, basically they're trapped. 
like somebody went out and captured these insane 13 ghosts. Oh, jeez. And then, uh, what, what is that? Remember that show, The Monk? Oh, with like that weird OCD guy? Yeah, him. He's the main character. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's the main character in this movie. And Matthew Lillard, Matthew Lillard is pretty much, you know how you always have that character that knows everything? And he's pretty much the tour guide for this entire house and like tells you about each ghost. Hmm. And he ends up being one of the protagonists because he ends up helping everybody. It's But dude, his, his role, like I love Matthew Lillard, dude. Like his roles in his movies are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he plays like like I said before, he plays a spot on Shaggy. So if you if you, I think oh, what was the freaking second movie? It was like Monster or Ghost Islands or some weird shit like that. Hmm. It it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, they had more stoner references in the second movie than they did the first one. There the first some... one definitely does, but the second one has way more references. It's it's funny. Oh wow! Like it's not the best movie, but it's it's very entertaining. As a matter of fact, I think it's on Netflix, so I'm probably gonna watch it tomorrow. Yeah, the first, the first and second one. Yeah, I know. Like they're, they're entertaining for, for the for that new movie. It's got a pretty good voice cast. So Frank Welker, after all these years, is still Fred. You know what? You just jogged my memory. I think Frank Welker is doing a voice acting seminar online. Oh, dude, they keep yeah. pr- they they keep promoting it on Facebook. I signed up for it. Oh, nice. So, and when you said he did Fred, I'm like, that's right, he did do Fred. He did a lot of people. Like he's like, been a Fred lot of since he's the done. like he's been Fred since the original <clears throat> series. Dude, he's done. Yeah, he has. He's still doing it. And he's, I don't he think does, anyone does a lot else. Of stuff. I don't think anyone else has ever voiced Fred. You know, outside of the <laughs> outside of the kid that played him in the live action movies. That's uh, yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, Freddie Prince Jr. Okay. Yeah, which is funny. I was gonna say because I know in Fred the live action Fred. movies, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar he... is Daphne. <clears throat> Yeah, and isn't she married to one of those actors now? Yeah, I think she's married to Freddie Prince Jr., to be honest. Yeah. Nah, dude, but the girl that played... I forgot the girl's name that played Velma, but... Ooh. Ooh. The I one that plays Velma in the movie... Yeah, I haven't actually seen either of the live-action movies. Oh, dude, she's, she's, she's great. Like... <laughs> I may need to go see them because, like, I've heard they're like really stupid, but like they in, are in a, funny. in a you kind of want to see it stupid way. It's it's kind of like, you know, like you said that seventies eighties slapstick humor mm-hmm. meets two thousands, and it's very awkward and it's like a stupid funny comedy, but it's still very entertaining to see it in live action. It's like, oh shit, this is actually kind of kind of cool. Like seeing your like beloved cartoon characters as live action and they still pull it off. Yeah. Also, Velma's oh. hot ring lotion. Yeah. Man, that's like insane, though. It's like, oh, also this year, twenty nineteen, it's also the fiftieth anniversary of Scooby Doo. Oh snap, Thank dude. You. Why hasn't Halloween Horror Nights done a Scooby-Doo? Right? I know, like... Why not? Like, with all the stuff they're doing right now, like, not for nothing, Us was a great movie, but I don't see that really being relevant at Halloween Horror Nights. How are you going to make a clone of me to chase after me? That's another thing I need to do. I I need to do Halloween Horror Nights. Dude, let's do it. (laughs) <laughs> seriously i want to go let's do it i know man definitely one of these years man that's definitely on my list of things to experience like they're doing uh what was it killer clowns from outer space again mm-hmm. and that was one of my like favorite movies back in the day i was a child watching a clown halloween like like a clown horror flick laughing <laughs> yeah i know there's like... something wrong with me most people are scared of clowns i I find those movies hilarious. Like right. it, 
And they're doing a a Ghostbusters house this year too. Yes, I heard that was a I heard that was the best one. Yeah, I've heard like, a, a buddy of mine, Matt. Like he said, like you know, it was a landslide. Like the Ghostbusters theme was the best one out there. Yeah, that I've heard that one's ranking pretty high. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to just seeing more of this series and seeing where it goes and reliving it. But I think uh, at this point, that's going to do it, man. We've got this episode covered and uh, definitely stay tuned throughout the next few weeks here. We've got other great uh, spooky themed episodes for October just to celebrate Halloween. And of course, oh, um, yeah. give us a listen on all of the, uh, you know, on whatever podcast media p- provider you're a fan of. Uh, please leave us a, a comment, a like, give us that five-star review, and of course, share the posts on social media. Please help this podcast spread and grow, man. And of course, go to geekworldorder.com for all of the geeky goodness, facebook.com slash geekworldorder, Twitter and Instagram at geekworldorder. Uh, Phil, you got any final thoughts today? <laughs> all I can say is give us that spooky shit, man. <laughs> And that'll do it for this week's episode, guys. See you next time.